everyone, and welcome back for episode 46 of the Simply Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we have the show for you. That's right. That's right. Mm. That's us, baby. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just jumping in. I wouldn't even done saying the word. We got this show for you. And you're like, yeah, we do. That was legitness. Yeah, it was. Uh, this week, we are giving all of our thoughts, like not, not one missing, Mm-mm. all of our thoughts on the premiere episode of HBO's The Last of Us series. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, this was on both of our lists last week for, you know, most, most anticipated mm-hmm. uh, projects of this year, but one of my most anticipated just in general. Oh, yeah. Um, Especially with Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to have a good, good year. Oh, yeah. March 1st. We're supposed to be getting a Mandalorian trailer tonight. Mm-hmm. I was trying to put it off and see if it would post to uh, yeah. like YouTube because mm-hmm. they're, they're airing it during they, uh, Monday they, Night Football. They released a new football. Damn it, you haven't seen football. They released a new poster for it. Yeah. Yeah, for the season three. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of trying to wait off on recording to see if they'd post it on YouTube and they, they hadn't posted it yet. So, so we'll just talk about that next week. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So just, yeah, full stop. We're, we're excited for this. Oh, um, yeah. we're gonna, you know, we're excited to talk about it, but before we do, we have to talk about, uh, did, did you end up finding news? Very little. Very little. So before we talk about the last of us, we have to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania yes. uh, as new trailer, mm-hmm. which literally dropped like right after we were done recording. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Oh shit. That's, that's the, that's, that's a new trailer. Uh, we got some news about the future of the silent Hill franchise, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. video game franchise, uh, how the Batman and the DCU, uh, will coexist. Okay. Uh, and the alien series that's entering production this yes. year for FX. So very excited to hear. What news do you that. got for us? Yeah, so I got more important news here. <laughs> sure, yeah, I expected you would. So I That was have... sarcasm. I, I didn't expect mm-mm, that. Mm-mm. We're going to be talking about the uh, mm-hmm, the uh, Critic Choice Awards. Yeah. Uh, for all the actors, actresses, movies that were mm-hmm. nominated and elected. Uh, and then after that, as well as I have um, some very important information from the most reliable resource, Instagram. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, about Michael Bay, uh, with some. Oh yeah, about the pigeon. Yeah, with some charges. <laughs> yeah, someone you know apparently he killed a pigeon. So we'll yeah. so dive more into that later. But why don't you go ahead and read yours first? Yeah, let's see. So starting in with Ant Man, dude. You know, lay it on me, like dude. Put it, like put don't. it, <laughs> put it on me. <laughs> I want it on me. Uh, I think, no pun intended here, uh, it looks bigger than anything that we've seen since Endgame, mm-hmm. I think, just as far as, like, possible implications sure. or, like, far-reaching, mm-hmm. um, you know, results. Uh, we talked about it off-air. It's even being, like, advertised in the trailer as, like, what do they call it, the beginning of a new dynasty. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, Kang Dynasty, you know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> You're neat, reeling little, me in. Yeah, a little wink and a nod, you know? Uh, I've seen a lot of people talking about potential connections to Shang-Chi and or Ms. Marvel okay. just with the the design of like Kang's, uh, I don't know if it's like his palace or what, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. the the area that they seem to be in yeah. where there's a lot of ring-like structures and they kind of don't look dissimilar from the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a theory going on that like 
the Ten Rings and Ms. Marvel's bangles are actually future tech from like the 31st century mm-hmm. that Kang is trying to go back to right. get. Like he's left for himself, basically. Yeah, to help him. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I think that'd be a neat way to kind of, Ooh. you know, they're, they're, I don't want to say that they like, okay, we're doing that again. But like, they're kind of like the Infinity Stones. Of like, here's these important pieces that right. if he's able to get all these and use them, he'd be pretty freaking powerful if he has all of these, you know, right. weapons, right? It definitely feels like, and I think they're doing a Marvel, maybe, and they're faking mm-hmm. us out, but it definitely feels like they're setting Scott up to die in this. A little bit. Which I feel like would be a, a Marvel fake out, would be like, yeah, but we're not going to do that. You know what I mean? But it'd be a good way to make Kang like a like, bad oh, guy. Fuck. Yeah, like you know, he, like he, he kills, kills Ant-Man. Yeah, he kills the title character in his movie. And, you know, we saw multiple variants of Ant-Man in the trailer, so they could they still have a way out of like sure well, yeah but here's a scott who is the same except he didn't die yeah. right uh we got to look at modok yes uh who appears to be darren cross from yeah. the first ant-man yeah. movie uh and i actually saw on tiktok where they were showing like the scene from that ant-man when like he defeats darren cross mm-hmm. and you see like he's kind of like his arms are shrinking and then exploding and like real big and all that and yeah it just seems like his body proportions are getting right. all, where he's being shrunk down to the quantum realm. Yeah. And so it's like, well, maybe that's why his head is the only it's thing. Huge. That's, you know, just boom, boom. He's just mega mind, you know, <laughs> and just a tiny little body floating in there. <laughs> and so I think that's kind of an interesting way of like, that's definitely not Modoc's origin in the comics. Mm-mm. Right. But in, in universe of the MCU, Ooh, that's a nice way to time in and yeah. it makes sense, yeah. you yeah. know, and loop it back to being related to Ant-Man still. Sure. But it looks good, and I like that line from Scott where it seems like he and Kang are fighting, and mm-hmm. Kang's like, you know, you really think you're going to win? You're like, you're, you're not going to win this. And uh, it definitely looks like he's got Scott on the ropes. Like, he's busted his face mask and everything, mm-hmm. and Scott tells him, like, I don't have to win. I just have to I make sure have we to both sure. lose. Yeah. You know? And it's like, Ooh. That's some uh, Dormammu shit right yeah. there with Dr. Yeah, Strange. exactly. Yeah, it's like that's the ultimate sacrifice. Is, yeah. you know. I'm willing to lose if it means that you do too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that I'm not here to win. I'm just here to make sure that you don't. Yeah, my victory is you losing, right? Regardless of the cost. No, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I am too. And it does. It just feels like okay now. Like I hope because it seems like they're advertising it that way. This seems like the movie that's going to give us a. A projection of like, okay, sure. here's where we're headed. Yeah, yeah, because we kind of talk about that. Where so far the MCU this phase it's hasn't pretty felt very clear. Yeah, it's very scrambled. <clears throat> and I've been seeing a lot of. Uh, I mean, they are rumor rumors mm-hmm. um, where people are like, "Hey, there's been leaks about Captain America four, uh, the, the New World Order, and that it's going to revolve around um, nations trying to claim." Um, I can't think of the name of the island, but basically the. Uh, you haven't seen the Eternals, have you? Mm-mm. So in the climax of the Eternals, there's a celestial that's mm-hmm. being born from Earth. Earth's sure. basically an egg for this Eternal. And there's just an Eternal, or not an Eternal, sorry, a celestial, like halfway sticking out of the Earth. Word. And like, it's pretty big. I mean, it's like, why has this not been mentioned? I think there's like a newspaper clipping in uh, She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it. But the theory is, or like the rumor is that it's going to revolve around a bunch of nations basically trying to stake claim to that mm. because it has adamantium in it, hmm. which will kind of end up being like, because since Wakanda's all 
shut down on the vibranium right. and things like that, as well as now with um, obviously they're not being able to mine for vibranium <laughs> in the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're going to look to adamantium as like, oh, here's a new rare earth metal, right? And it'll be like a resource war. Hmm. And so I do like that. Okay, that's one way to connect the Eternals back in sure. and things like that. But yeah, we're just. I'm hoping that this this Ant Man really kind of gets us <laughs> greases the wheels up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do back and forth? Or you just want me to plow through all mine? Oh uh, yeah, we'll go back and forth. Let yeah. Me see. Here. Did you have any more thoughts on Ant Man? No, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. But like I agree with you though, I could see Scott dying. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, and like that's the thing is like it would suck because I really like uh, Paul Rudd playing yeah. Scott, but that would be a pretty like badass way. Like yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> so I have here. I'm not sure how liable it is, um, but it it's celebrity news. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it's pretty. Right. Is this the one about the? Yeah, it's about the 2023. The yeah, the yeah, so I mean, it's, it's not like right. <laughs> We're not into rumor territory here. These are just, here's who won. Uh, but I just wanted to go through some of the ones that, uh, well, let me see here, that kind of would poke out to us in particular. You said what now? <laughs> yeah, you heard what I'm saying. You heard. Um, let's see, okay. So, uh, for the film Be- Best Picture Award, Yeah. Uh, the nominees were Avatar, Way of Water, Babylon, uh, the Banshees of... Ooh. Mm-hmm. Inishirin? Could be. Uh, yeah, be I mean, I know the movie you're talking about with mm-hmm. Colin Farrell. Yeah, or the new Elvis movie. And the winner was, um, or, and the other one was uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Um, and that was the winner. I say I thought Everything Everywhere All mm-hmm. at Once won. And then, let me see here. It's all weirded up. So for Best Actor... Uh, the contenders yeah. were Austin Butler playing Elvis, Tom Cruise in Top Gun, Colin Farrell in The Banshees of mm-hmm. hmm. Uh, Brendan Fraser in The Whale, uh, Paul Mescal in After Sun, and uh, Bill. Is it Nye? Yeah. Uh, in The Living, and Brendan Fraser won, won. Yeah. in The Whale. He gave which a really emotional. I still really want to see. Is it streaming anywhere? I don't think so. I think right now it's just in like a limited release in theaters. I don't know if it's going to yeah, go into an expanded release or anything like that. That's a real stinker because I really want to see. Oh, I'll have to see. Yeah. What have I been thinking about? That's what I've been thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> like how swingy your head was. That's what I've been thinking about. That's what I've been thinking about. Um, let's see. Best Supporting Actor. Uh, Paul Dano from The Fablemans. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Gleeson and the Banshees of mm-hmm. uh, Judd. Oof. Man, these names are tough, <laughs> man. <laughs> Uh, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans. Uh, B- Barry Keoghan. Yeah, Barry Keoghan. Uh, and the Banshees of... Mm-hmm. I think his name's like maybe Barry Keoghan. He's the one that's, that was going to play the Joker in The Batman. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, oh my gosh, I want to butcher and I feel awful. Kihui Kwan? Yeah, okay, I was going to pronounce it correct then. Yeah, Kihui Kwan um, from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah. And then Brian... Brian Henry. There's like no, no. There's oh, his man, middle name. Names. It was his middle name. I thought it was his last name, but I could just skip it. So man, these last names. Henry, Henry. <laughs> from Causeway. People with these weird ass names. Henry. What? Henry, man. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I hope I said that right. But everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, yeah, Kihui Kwan won. Yeah, he won. Um, and then. 
<laughs> Very strange name. Uh, best, <laughs> best acting ensemble. Uh, the Banshees of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fair Woman's Glass Onion, The Woman King, Woman Talking, and Glass Onion was the winner. Ooh, good, good, mm-hmm. good, good. Um, That's a tough category too. Which again, we talked about uh, the Woman King, which I yeah I didn't see anywhere in theaters. Mm-mm. And I'm I curious, I feel like I feel like it came and went. Yeah, and I I really wanted, but to I heard see that it. it was decent. I I heard nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I heard nothing about it. Um, and then the last one here I'll talk about there because there's a specific one. Uh, I forget. Did Michelle Yeoh not win Best Actress? Oh, let me see here. Because I know that she did at the Golden Globes as well as Ki Huey Kwan. No, Best Actress in a Drama Series. Oh, that's a drama series. Was Zendaya from Euphoria. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, again, is another show I really want to watch. I heard yep. it's very good. Best Supporting Actress was uh, Stephanie Hsu. Angela Bassett. Oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And from and Black Panther. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Was Stephanie Hsu nominated? Yes. Yeah. She was. I say she's the Dobu Daki. Or... Mm-hmm. What was your question? <laughs> Best actress in a drama. Was, uh, is it Kate Blanchett? Kate Blanchett, yeah. Blanchett. Um, in the movie, is it? Is it like Tar? Tar, Tear. Yeah. Tear. Yeah. I didn't see that movie, but I no, no. Was, I was really pulling for Michelle Yeoh. Um, was she even nominated? No, she was. Yeah, she okay. was nominated. Okay, good. Uh, Babylon. That's another movie. Apparently, I heard really, you know, really yeah. good Babylon. Yeah, it got absolutely slaughtered at the box office. Nuh-uh. Oh yeah, hard. Like it costs like a hundred million dollars to make, and then it's made like thirty million dollars. What the fuck? Like, I mean, just assaulted. And then you've got Avatar making, pushing $2 billion right now. Puss in Boots, though. Yeah, Puss in Boots has made $250 million. Yeah, they've been crushing it. Which makes, this isn't in my news, but makes it so that this is the first year in who knows how long that DreamWorks Animations outgrossed every Pixar and Disney Animations film that released Mm -hmm. this year. Dude. Like... Pixar have been lacking lately. I'm gonna say it. And also, like DreamWorks has been up and mm-hmm. like they've been on. And they're making the Shrek Five. They got their money up, not their funny up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like How to Train Your Dragon. Stop playing. Dude. Fucking. <laughs> like, do not. Fucking quit. Straighten up right now. <laughs> like, don't you dare. Is that all you got over there? Um, and then that is it for this segment of news. Awards. Yeah. All right. About. Silent Hill. So, yes, tell me all about it. Yeah, so series producer, I'm going to butcher this name, Henry, no, uh, Matoy Okamoto mm-hmm. uh, gave an in-depth interview with IGN, actually, mm-hmm. to kind of talk about them reviving the franchise. Yeah. And he kind of spoke about how they were trying to figure out, okay, how do we, what do we want to focus on moving forward and like, re, you know, in revitalizing the franchise. And trying to find, like, the core theme, I guess, of what Silent Hill is. Mm-hmm. And they settled on, like, psychological horror is the thing that separates it from other games. Sure. Which is why their, like, I guess, like, their flagship um, project is a remake mm-hmm. of Silent Hill 2. Yeah. It's because Silent Hill 2 is, like, the quintessential Silent Hill game. But they did talk about how... Like, you know, it, it, it encapsulated the tone and they wanted that they want Silent Hill to have going forward and that it has that strong psychological horror vibes to it. Um, but that they had to get multiple projects in the works in secret 
So that way, when they announced one, they could announce all of them. So that way, it was apparent that they were genuinely reinvesting in the franchise, mm-hmm. and that it wasn't just like, oh, they're cashing in on Silent Hill Two as a remake. Listen, I just want to see more Pinhead or <laughs> Triangle Head. <laughs> Pyramid head. Pyramid head. Pyramid triangle. Triangle. He just he doesn't have the point. It's <laughs> just a triangle. It was pinhead. pinhead. No. Triangle head. <laughs> no, Patrick, you're pinhead Larry. <laughs> Who are you calling pinhead? pinhead? <laughs> and then I just went, uh, no, 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 not no, no, a pin. No. Tri- a triangle. A pyramid. It's, we're working in three dimensions here, bub. <laughs> bingo. <laughs> bub, 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 bingo. Um, but no, and so he, he mentioned that there were actually multiple projects that just never got off the ground. Hmm. Um, that he was kind of disappointed about, but also, like he said, it was hard for them to get a lot of projects started because they were trying to keep it quiet. Sure. So they can't just like toss out a big net and be like, Hey, if you got any ideas for Silent Hill, right. bring them in. You know, so they kind of had to quietly reach out to somebody and be like, you don't got anything for Silent Hill, do you? You know? And so some of those were good ideas and some of those just didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But he said, he's really excited now that the cat's out of the bag to start getting a bunch of Right. Pitches in mm-hmm. uh, because they are trying to focus on working with indie devs. What? First one second. He's like, I think I said a, bitches. Getting, getting some bitches, bitches in. in. No, pit, they're getting the money of not your funny up. And they, they uh, no, 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 they are getting, uh, you know, he's excited to get pitches in from uh, indie developers because that's who they're working with primarily sure. to, I don't want to say outsource, but, you know, that way they can ensure that multiple projects are getting made. In a timely fashion, and that they can kind of all feel different while still having like that Silent Hill, right. you know, soul to it, right? Mm-hmm. But that it's here's this developer's idea of a Silent Hill game, and like he talked about, um, Bluebird Team is the the developer that's working on <clears throat> the Silent Hill Two remake, mm-hmm. and like he said, you know, they uh, they showed a deep understanding of Silent Hill Two and and what it meant to them and things like that, and that it was interesting because they are apparently a Polish developer, and you know. Konami is a as a Japanese company, yeah. and Silent Hill is a is a Japanese style mm-hmm. horror game, and so he said, you know, it's kind of interesting to start to get other people's thumbprints on yeah on, on the franchise and how you know a twenty year old franchise has has that reach now of like you know art is you know once you put it out there it's not yours anymore it's the people that are you know receiving the art mm-hmm. you know now they own it and so for them to then turn around and create something from it was kind of a nice what was the franchise name Silent Hill. No, or the blue bluebird team. I forget what. Uh, I feel like didn't they do something with Capcom? Let me look up here. Socom. Let's see, bluebird team. I remember that I looked them up before. So they made Layers of Fear, which is a good game. Blair Witch, Observer, The Medium was a pretty big game on uh, PlayStation or Xbox. I think. I think it was like the same time. No, it doesn't look like they... That which it's... No, it looks like Layers of Fear was their first game. No, I don't think it was their first game. It was like S-O-E-K-A-H-N. Soak on these nuts. (laughs) I was trying for a while and it just wasn't working. I was really trying, man. (laughs) So... What, uh, what's your next piece of news there? Yeah, got your, got your, uh... Uh, Michael Bay killed a pigeon, and <laughs> yeah. I'm in a fucking uproar. Let me tell you. I like that that's the uh, the charges that we're bringing up in the news. <laughs> <laughs> Not Justin Roiland. We're talking... 
No, yeah, Michael Bay is facing charges for allegedly killing a pigeon in Italy uh, on the set of Six Underground. That's Michael, like a four-year-old movie. No. Michael Bay. <laughs> Italy's slow on the draw. Yeah, a little bit. Michael uh, Michael Bay declines and denies these claims, um, saying that no animal involved in the production was injured in any way, shape, or form, or mm-hmm. harmed, um, or <laughs> any that? other production. <laughs> Shut up. Or any other production that I've worked on. Um, but other than that, he hasn't been answering any questions, which kind of like <laughs> fucking pisses me just, off because it's like that. it's just four years later, Italy's like we're gonna fucking get you for that pigeon. <laughs> so uh, Matt Reeves revealed that his films and shows, all set in the world of the Batman with Robert Pattinson, is being referred to as the Batverse, uh, and that James Gunn and Peter Safran have been great to work with. Uh, apparently, they he he's meeting with them in the coming weeks to really like nail down how the two universes can be co-developed a bit basically mm-hmm. uh, without stepping on each other's toes <clears throat> or basically they're going to meet and sit down and talk about, Hey, here's, you know, cause Peter Saffron and James Gunn, their 10 year plan is done yeah. and they're going to be kind of slowly announcing what that looks like. And so they just want to sit down with Peter or with uh, Matt Reeves and make sure that cause presumably Batman is going to come up in there in the DCU, you know? Right. And so they just want to make sure that they're not, Oh, we were doing the, Mr. Freeze at the same time as you, and now it's kind of awkward, right? Yeah, and so they don't want to don't want to bump up against each sure. other, which is nice. Well, yeah, it's a good thing. Of, it's a thing of respect, I feel. Mm-hmm. And apparently, so the Batverse is well underway, uh, even though there's only one movie out, right? Mm-hmm. A sequel is already, you know, in in some stage of production. Nice. Sounds like it's still pre-production where they're writing, um, uh, but also three spinoff series are in the works, uh, including the that Penguin series that we talked about way yeah. back when. Which starts production next month in I'm February. I'm so fucking excited. I'm I so am too. excited. Uh, and so I just, I like the idea Open that. Open your eyes. <laughs> what are you showing me? <laughs> what am I looking at? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I do like, like you said, you know, that from a cooperation standpoint, it's good that James Gunn, because mm-hmm. we were really kind of concerned. Yeah. <clears throat> it's good sportsmanship, yeah. I feel. And I mean, if it's making money. You know what I mean? Keep it. it was successful. There's no reason to chop right. one of the few good projects that DC's had. That Yeah, that's sticking. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you figure that, and then obviously they're going to keep moving forward with Joker, mm-hmm. too, because it, it was an R-rated movie that broke a billion dollars in October. Yep. You know, so they're like, yeah, we're definitely going to make a sequel to that. Something in the way. Well, what was the one you said at work? My stomach's <laughs> in the way. Yeah. So I was fucking at work. Or, no, what? Was I at work or was Yeah, I was, you said you yeah, were at work. I was at work and <laughs> I was like all pressed up against the window. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, feeling very... Because it was right after, was right after, after Batman. I saw Batman. And I was just feeling real like into it. And I was just, you know, my stomach's <laughs> in the way. <laughs> Out of all the memes of like... Where's a POV on TikTok of like <laughs> someone looking around before they litter and they just hear, hey, pick that up. And it's just boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. just beating the piss <laughs> out of them. If your stomach's ever been in the way, yeah. send us an email. It's yeah. simply send, well mailbag at gmail.com. <clears throat> so, uh, according to NBC News, yep. um, Rick and Morty co creator Justin Rowland faces felony, uh, fem- felony domestic violence charges. Um, it says, like, looks like these charges were charged with domestic battery and false imprisonment in May of 2020 yeah. after an incident with a woman he was dating, uh, according to a criminal complaint. Uh, I read that he posted bail of 50000 back in May of 2020, I think, 
May or March of 2020. So I'm looking at right. Yep, May of 2020 released on a $50,000 bail bond in August of 2020. Uh, and now they're into like pre-trial hearings. Yeah. Yeah, the order was last. The order lasts until October of 2023, and yeah, is not got, known. What, like a restraining order. Yeah. Yeah. Roland cannot go within 100 feet of the person, according to the order. Um, and as it looks like here. Uh, the order was also demanding Roland to turn in any firearms or own possessed uh, weapons. Yeah. Uh, that la- and then that lasts until October of 2023 until yeah. they can get it all figured out. Right. And <clears throat> I believe I read that maybe his one of his lawyers had said to the press that there is a plea deal available. So, you know, obviously there's always three sides to stories like this where it's, you know, the the victim, the you know, the alleged victim, the alleged perpetrator, and then the truth is somewhere in there as well. Yeah. You know? And so I guess it's just a case of, you know, stay out of it and see what see what comes of it. Yeah. That was just kind of shocking to see. And then to find out that it, apparently it was in 2020. Yeah. I mean, and that really sucks because, I mean, he came out and, you know, he made an award-winning, uh, an award-winning video, game. video game high on life as mm-hmm. well as the multiple Obviously. seasons of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, and then he also made... Uh, there's another one he made. Oh shit! Um, I can't remember. There's another TV show. It's on Hulu, but it's made by him. But mm-hmm. it's about something else. Basically, about like people in a sim- like a simulated, yeah, living area, and they're like yeah. office workers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but so. just doing something like doing something that horrific. Yeah. Well, allegedly, obviously, Alleged, it's all yeah. still, all still alleged. So, I just thought that was a. I mean, that's one of those where I saw that headline and was like, holy shit. Yeah, and you just didn't expect it either because, I yeah. mean, whenever we've seen him in, like, interviews or anything, you know. Was... Yeah. Well, I guess that's the whole thing of, like, yeah, and that's you know, obviously innocent until proven yeah. guilty. Yeah, right. You, you know, but if, finding if, out the if truth. it's true, yeah, it's that case of, like, oh, man, that's the difference between a public persona and a private persona. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you don't – and that's a kind of a hard part of, like, social media and things like that now is, like mm-hmm. – no matter how close you think you are to a celebrity, you aren't. You're not. You know, you're only seeing what they and their team mm-hmm. allow you to see. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's kind of a, a I think a thing that and I hope this doesn't turn into like a Johnny Depp trial. Yeah, I really hope not, man. Like, of like, why do we need to pick sides of a trial? It feels weird to turn as, it into I, a lot like, like as, reality TV. As goofy as it sounds, like it was an an, an interesting trial. Yeah. Um. It was like, like a morbid curiosity kind right. of entertainment value. And then especially with, like, <clears throat> at certain points, like, obviously it started to get publicized. And right, it so, turns into a, a, a court of public opinion. Yeah, and then, like, you know, people are making jabs because they know they're on, like, live TV, just like right. that, that guy who worked on TMZ, yeah. you know, that big old roast session. Yeah. Um, but I am curious to know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. I, you know, I'd be cool if like they recorded it and then didn't release it until after, after. it was done. Yeah. Cause there, like, okay. Again, there is just that weird. Right. Like, why is it a public affair? Right. It, yeah. Know? It shouldn't be. It doesn't need to be. Mm-mm. I'd be okay with waiting until then, but I am yeah. curious to know. Yeah. So, uh, last bit of news I've got. Where, was that the only things you had? Okay. I thought so. Yeah. So, uh, Aliens, the, the Alien series that's coming to FX. Yes. Uh, Ridley Scott is set to produce the series, uh, which is going to be helmed by the showrunner Noah Hawley, who has worked on um, the FX series Far- uh, Fargo. Okay. And there, he's actually working on the fifth season right now. Uh, apparently, uh, he already has scripts for the Alien series written oh, and is in pre-production. Uh, uh, you know, pre-production is well underway. And uh, basically, so that way when he finishes... Fargo season five, they can just roll into production on Alien. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be busy <laughs> yeah. if he's moving just from production of one to production of another. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but depending on how involved he is with 
like day-to-day production on Fargo. Yeah, it might be a case of once the show is under production, he doesn't have to be right. as, you know, involved on hands, your hands on. I mean, but uh, the series is said to be set on Earth approximately 70 years from now okay. uh, as the core cast attempts to contain the spread of the xenomorph threat. So I'm not really sure how this is going to fit into, like, the greater alien, like, timeline just because yeah. they... <laughs> The more prequel stuff that they make, it's the a, less it's, sense it makes. Yeah, it's a little all over the place. Yeah, it's really messy. And, <laughs> I mean, it's just like, man, stop stop making prequels. <laughs> like, yeah. you need to You need to somehow insert time, like, time travel just so you can go, Please. this is a new timeline. Yeah. You know, hell, th- reboot it. It's a, you know, it's yeah. an almost 50-year-old franchise. Sure, go for just it. Just reboot it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Uh-uh. But, I, I mean, I, I enjoy the Alien stuff. Yeah. Um, if it's anything like Prey, you know, where oh, that was a that was definitely a franchise that was on the ropes. Yeah, they had it. Uh, you know, where it's like if they give if they make one more bad Predator movie, just put it away. Yeah, you know, and I think that's kind of where Alien is at. It's like, so they really got to knock gotta, it out. You got to make this a good one, because otherwise, just stop. Yeah, you know, Prometheus wasn't good. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't think. It was Alien Covenant. I think was the yeah that one, wasn't. and that was not good. Mm-mm. It's like, yeah, all right, stop. And the Alien vs. Predator movies are just not good. Um, I think Requiem is the second one, and it's better, I think. I like the, uh, I think it was Aliens. The second yeah. one? With, yeah, well, that's that's probably, so it's a classic case. Alien is an excellent horror movie, the original mm-hmm. one. And then Aliens is a fantastic action movie. Yeah. Because is that the scene where, like, what is it there? They're climbing up on the ladder, and the one xenomorph's, like, you mm-hmm. know, dead on the guy. But he's, like, hanging on his yeah. foot, and he's trying to, like, cut off the rope to get him off and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And um, he's starting to drool, or, like, you know, he's bleeding on yeah, the guy yeah, the behind acid. him. Yeah, and it's hitting on his, uh, his uh, shoulders and stuff like that, and, you know, it's acid. And I remember watching that as a kid, and that scared the f- piss out of me. I just love the character of Ellen Ripley. Yeah. Um, you know, Sigourney Weaver, just... What a badass character to put a woman in that role in the seventies was yeah, kind of a, a bold big move. deal. Um, and I just, I always, I, I love to quote in in Aliens when she's defending Newt, the little girl mm-hmm. from the mother from the Queen with the mech suit. Yeah, you know, get yeah. away from her, you bitch! <laughs> you're like, get in there, get, Ripley, get, 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 get that get bitch! Get you know, and she just ejects her out into space. <sighs> yeah, good movie. <laughs> Fuck, I gotta watch Alien. Yeah, I gotta watch. <laughs> I it, bet yeah. they're on Hulu. Since you, Fox. Oh, fuck. Right. Jamie, pull it up. What you been thinking about? <laughs> yeah. No, don't pull it up. We'll, we'll, we'll look mm, it up. We'll move on. It's time to talk about The Last of Us. Yeah, that's what's happening. Oh, shit. We're not recording. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Did you have a heart sink? A little bit. I was like, man, we've been talking for... Um, 40 minutes? Yeah, for like a while. Just, this is going to be a long episode, too. Like, If it just wasn't recording. <sighs> I'd almost say just record tomorrow. Yeah. You got a synopsis? Oh my god! I got gotcha. you. Uh, no, <laughs> you got me lacking. You got me lacking. Jamie, pull that up. Are you telling me to pull it up? Yeah. You saying you want me to read mine? Yep. Joel and Ellie, a pair connected to the harness, harshness, sorry, of the world they live in, are forced to endure brutal circumstances and ruthless killers on a trek across post-pandemic America. Mm. Yes. So on IMDb. Uh, it's already got a 9.5 out of 10. Dude. Yeah. Killing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that 
uh, the initial reviews had uh, had at a ninety or a one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the critic really? score for like a moment. You know, mm-hmm. it was like the first twenty six reviews came in and they were all it was one hundred percent. Yeah, and it's like yes, that's what you want to see, right? Uh, but even still, I believe it's sitting at it. Let me pull up uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I had it up on the computer, but not on the tablet. So, yeah. All right. So right now the critic score is sitting at a 99% on Jesus. Rotten Tomatoes. And the audience score is 96. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. What'd you say? That's <laughs> getting all breathy. I said they blew it out of the fucking water. <laughs> she said, I need some fucking water. Yeah. I was like, all right, get some. Like, drink your some drink. Fucking drink. Water. I'm getting dry. I just spilled my water all down the front of myself <laughs> like an animal. So you got Pedro Pascal in the ty- in the the main role, Joel mm-hmm. uh, Joel Miller. Uh, Bella Ramsey is playing Ellie. Ellie. Uh, we got oh Nico Parker plays Sarah. Yes, and uh, Gabrielle Luna is playing Tommy. Mm-hmm. So spoiler free plot thoughts. I thought the cold open that they did, I don't want to talk about what the cold open contained. Sure. But I thought the cold open was a good way to show like how it's going to be different from the game. Sure. Um, and really kind of just set up expectations for the first at least half hour of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it did a great job of translating the game yeah. with small tweaks so that it kind of better fit the t- the TV format, mm-hmm. you know. Um, as a fan of the game, I do wonder, this isn't, this, I don't really have any, spoiler alert, I don't really have anything negative to say about the, the episode. I don't have anything negative to say, but there are a couple things I wanted to point out. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said, as a fan of the game, I do wonder if the series will be able to thread the needle and avoid being an exact copy, mm-hmm. which would kind of make the adaptation pointless. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. But then it also has to balance that of, you can't change it too much because then it's not faithful. Right. It's just too different of a story. Yeah. You have to, and, you know, and that's <clears throat> like you're saying, threading that needle. That's a yeah. very fine line. Yeah. You and as it. of right now, I don't think there's any concern for that, but we've only seen 90 minutes. So sure. I think there is potential there. Sure. Of, uh, I might as well just play the game again. Or, oh, you know what? This isn't the game, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a negative way. Mm-hmm. So I, so far, I think they've done it, Yeah, you know, of managing to be both. Um, but, you know, obviously only time will tell. We've got nine episodes and we've only seen one. Mm-hmm. I thought the pace was good. Yeah. Uh, for being a 90 minute premiere, I didn't think it felt like it was running long. Mm-hmm. You know, I never found myself going like, okay, come on, keep moving. Right. Um, and I did think that it actually managed to bring like the horror into it, uh, especially in that, like the first 30 minutes mm-hmm. um, on, on like outbreak day. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's some, that's kind of scary. Yeah. Um. What would you have for plot thoughts? As far as try like, and keep it spoiler free, yeah. and we're also going to try and keep. We we talked about it before we recorded. We're going to try and only talk about it as a TV series mm-hmm. to avoid spoiling uh, things from like the game if you haven't played it, and to hopefully avoid spoiling the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as like plot thoughts, I thought it was super smooth. Same thing. I never ran into the issue of like, all right, this is feeling slow. You know, the, right. where, where am I? You know, what's going on? Yeah. As far as like the introduction to everything. I felt like that cold open mm-hmm. still in a in a weird way had a really nice flow to it. Yeah. It just was on pace as if like throughout the entire episode there was a beat to everything. Yeah, it, and you it felt like, like it was moving when forward. When that cold open, you start on the beat and it just follows everything. And it had yeah. you know it had that nice flow to it. Yeah, well because I mean 
by the design of it being a game originally, the game has very much a like you're supposed to be moving forward, mm-hmm. right? And I think the the plot of it being a road trip, yeah, obviously is conducive to moving forward, mm-hmm. right? And this already kind of has that feeling of like we're constantly moving, moving, uh, which I think will help with pacing of like, yeah. You know, not feeling sluggish. Yeah, constantly. we're not gonna we're not gonna slow down and hang out here for forever. We're not gonna right. have we're not gonna have a whole season on a farm it, it's like The Walking Dead. Yeah, you know, it's, it's constantly tense. Yeah, we're Something's we're moving forward, on. and once they get outside of a quarantine zone, you know, they're in danger, right? And I, I just wanted to say, I you know, The Last of Us, you know, is very special to both of us individually, yeah. but it is very special to both of us as a, a, a friends because yeah. this is how we met. Yeah. This is the yeah, last the, of us is how we met yeah. through uh, the uh, well, factions. Yeah. Well, we met through work and then. Yeah. But like that was the through. biggest thing that we both were like, oh, you like that? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, there is some some personal. Yeah. Some personal bias. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, where. But also that makes us like harder strong, critics. Yeah, hopefully. Harder critics, um, especially with like the uh, expectation level that yeah. we're going to have with it. Yeah. Um, but then. Uh, continuing on like pacing and everything mm-hmm. like that, uh, there is one thing I wanted to talk about, which I think we'll talk about uh, in spoilers. Probably in okay. spoilers because it's a specific detail in there. Okay. Um, but no, everything had a good flow to it, and uh, even the, the the camera shots. Yeah, I thought in the first one so where apparently this one was directed by Craig Mazin, okay. who did Chernobyl. Okay. <clears throat> so that makes sense. Yeah, but like there is the the. Uh-huh. Can I we think, talk about the episode itself yet, or do we want to... Uh, we'll we'll talk it... about characters and chemistry, and then we'll talk about the episode. Okay. All right, yeah. We'll, the, get into the spoilers. we'll, move, we'll move forward then. So, characters and chemistry, I didn't have much, like, specifics. I just said that, first of all, I think the the brightest part of the episode was Nico Parker as Sarah. Yeah. I thought she did a really good job. Um, she takes up quite a bit of screen time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and I think... So, I was looking at her IMDb. She is... She is a nepotism baby. <laughs> her, her mother is Tandy Newton, who is in... Uh, Westworld. Okay. But uh, she's only had, this is her fourth role. And her first role was in Dumbo in 2019. Okay. So she hasn't been acting long. She's mm-hmm. 18 years old. Um, and she's 18? Yeah, right. She, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that was a good casting as far as she looks young. Yeah. You know, but her mom's that way. Tandy Newton's like 50 years old and doesn't look it. I, I swear to God, I thought she was like 13. 13, yeah. Um, which I guess that was I mean, the yeah, intent. Good job. You know. yeah. um, Bella Ramsey. I thought did a really good job as Ellie. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of nailed her attitude. How old is Bella Ramsey's? Bella like, Ramsey's 20. I, yeah, think. I, was, yeah, Bella I was looking Ramsey's her up. Older. I'm pretty sure she's 20. Um, and again, Bella Ramsey looks young. Yeah. Yeah. You get to get the youth. I mean, it's like a Tom Holland, you know? Yeah, I guess it's that's that, true. It's that beautiful part of let's get an adult, <laughs> but they need to be an adult that can pass as a, this as a child because I'm 21 and I look like I'm <laughs> 30. Fucking 30. Yeah. Hey, you know, that happens to the best of us. I'm the real life Benjamin Button, except yeah. I just don't get younger. No, no, <laughs> just, no. I'm old. no, there's there's a movie with Robin Williams called Jack. Where <laughs> have you ever seen it? Uh-uh. It's a good movie, but he's got like some disorder where he has rabid aging, and like by the time he graduates high school, he looks. I mean, he's he's elderly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's your. That's you. <laughs> you're just you're just a forty year old man. You're the body of a forty year old man playing in a treehouse with a bunch of eleven year olds. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, thought that, I thought that Pedro Pascal did a good job of being Joel yeah. without feeling like he was just doing an impersonation of Troy Baker right. as Joel, mm-hmm. um, which 
I was watching some behind the scenes stuff and Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin both talked about that of like, you know, I think it was Neil Druckmann specifically referenced the Tim Burton Batman from 89 mm -hmm. as like, that was his Batman, you know? And so Jack Nicholson was his Joker. Right. And then when they announced that Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker in the Dark Knight, he was one of the people that was like, I just don't see that, yeah. you know? And then it came out and it's like, that's, that's another, you know, they're both Joker, Joker. Mm -hmm. uh, and he kind of had that same mindset coming to this of like, you know, he very personally knows Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker yeah. as Joel and Ellie, yeah. but these are also Joel and Ellie. Right. And they're going to be slightly different. There's going to be their take on those mm -hmm. characters, but they'll still be Joel and Ellie. Right. And I think that, feels true so far yeah um gabrielle luna if nothing else has the voice down yeah like there was a point where there's a phone call and you can just hear him through the phone mm -hmm. and it sounds like a line it's from the a, video game yeah. well, you're like that's that's Tommy. that's just tommy yeah. yeah um and then the last thing i had was that i enjoy how they're able to expand on some of the characters from the game and flush them out more mm -hmm. just because by the nature of the game you only see stuff that joel or ellie uh, are directly sure. interacting with whereas in this you don't have to follow joel mm -hmm. you know so like we in the series we kind of meet ellie a little bit sooner than you do in the game right as a viewer mm -hmm. because you're not dependent on seeing her as joel right um which is kind of i think that'll be neat going forward yeah. to see how they it gives us that outside perspective yeah mm -hmm. yeah because we're not strictly joel right um which i think might be a challenge for some fans of the game who like a little too deeply identify with Joel. You know what I mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> I am one of those people. I know. But there are people who are worse. There are people who like personally hate a character named Abby uh, because they so deeply identify with Joel. Is that you? Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I had about characters and chemistry. What do you think about? As far as characters, uh, Pedro Pascal playing Joel knocked, yeah. knocked out of the water. Yeah. The one thing I did want to point out, though, is I know he did a film that we started to watch, uh, but I think it was getting late, and we didn't finish that Pedro Pascal was in, mm -hmm. but he had a very southern accent that yeah. I was expecting. And I'm not mad about it or yeah. anything. Yeah, he's maybe, got less of a deep south. Yeah, there's not too much of a, a southern accent on yeah. there, um, but more of just like having that deep, grunky voice. Yeah. Um, which is still fine. Like that could be a, maybe his adaptation rather than right, being yeah. more like the Troy Baker. Yeah, and it might have been like he tried it and it just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. He maybe he couldn't get as much range yeah, and from. That's, uh, and that's totally fine. Uh, but then, as far as Ellie's character with Bella Ramsey, yeah, uh, huge fan of her performance, especially yeah. like in the characters or in the scenes where lines were you know not the connected to the game, but that are different that you know yeah you definitely seen or yeah. from, you know in both of them yeah. Um, it feels very Ellie, which mm -hmm. we were talking about. Like we saw that in the trailer, and you know, right off rip, we see that, yeah. And that's very comforting, uh, especially just you know. I don't. I wasn't like skeptical about yeah, it. Yeah, but I knew that there was a lot of skepticism, and I think a lot of it just came from her looks. I didn't think it had anything from her. Look. I didn't watch Game of Thrones, so I haven't seen any of her work, and I know sure. like that's where you yeah. know what uh, like you know she's very no known known from. from yeah. Um. It's like that's why I was skeptical. I just I haven't seen it, yeah. but seeing that, I'm all all for it and everything yeah. like that. Um, and then one of the characters I did want to talk about as well was uh, Tess. Dude, yeah. I, I Tess is blowing it out. I love. I can't. What's the actress's name? Who's playing Tess? Yeah. Uh, let me. Got me lacking. Yeah, Jimmy, pull that up. Let's talk about Marlene though. <laughs> oh yeah, Marlene um, is actually the. She's the only 
actress or, or character in general who who's played, played by mm-hmm. the same person from the yes. game. And I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty special. Yeah. You know? uh, her name is Merle Dandridge. Um, Anna Torv is who's playing Tess. Anna Torv. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Anna Torv, like, starting off, uh, you know, in the story with her character, not going to go into it until spoilers. Right. Just phenomenal acting through and through. And yeah. then just seeing her interact with Joel, with Joel yeah, and, yeah you know is just phenomenal and yeah. I, I love it so much i like tess in this in the show i will say a lot more than i did in yeah. the game i guess maybe just because yeah. there's more in depth yeah we get a little bit more which um, is like I, I i like that a lot yeah you want to rate this bitch yeah how do we rate stuff well of course you can be you know Overwhelmed, which yep. means that you're thoroughly enjoyed with the film. You know yep. your expectations were met. You can be underwhelmed, which means you really didn't enjoy the film. You know you, they were lacking. They they got their funny up, not their money up. Yeah. Um, or you can always just meet right in the middle and be simply, simply whelmed. Yeah. And uh, I I was overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. We. I had you high knew expectations what was and it met them. Yeah. We um, we came in this bitch. You know what was happening. Yeah. Gas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done one in a while. No, Welcome I, back to Guest Pass. Yeah, the last of us on HBO. Yes, like it's just done and done. Like it's yeah. routine. Uh, I, so I want to talk about the. I've got my spoilers kind as close to chronological as I could. <laughs> the cold open with the scientists. Yes. On on like a talk show mm-hmm. in the sixty. I think it was sixty eight. That was probably the scariest That's, part. That was spooky as shit. That yeah. Like that you first... and I were sitting on the couch, like <laughs> snuggled up foot to foot, you know, <laughs> yeah. on opposite ends of the couch. And uh you know, basically the premise was like they're just talking about, you know, viruses, right? Oh, right yeah. For some reason. Right. For some reason this late night show had two epidemiologists on and uh the one is talking about a virus. Mm-hmm. And the host kind of turns to the other one and is like, you know, you're an epidemiologist yourself, I'm sure, to the other doctor. And it's like, I'm sure, you know, the idea of a viral pandemic scares you, keeps you up at night. And he's like, nah. Mm-hmm. He's like, really? And he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, we've had tons of viruses in the past. Mankind's always fought viruses. And we've come out Sometimes on top. millions die, like in a real war. And then we still come out the other side. Mm-hmm. It's just a part of existing. He's like, you know, but basically the, you know, the thing that scares me is a fungus mm-hmm. and you know, the audience is kind of like, whatever, dude. Yeah. You know? Giggling and stuff you know? like that. And like and, light laughter. And even the other scientist is kind of like, whatever, dude. Like, yeah, this here we a, go. And he's like, there's no premise for a, or there's no basis for a fungal mm-hmm. outbreak of that extent. He's like, that's true. He's like, as it stands right now, you know, cause he starts describing the cordyceps fungus right. and what it does to ants as far mm-hmm. as taking over their brain. And he even points out Which, other can, can other. I, can I explain cordyceps? Because we did this in seventh grade. I know everything yeah, about yeah. it. So the cordyceps is a uh, you know it's a, a fungus that grows and keeps the animal kingdom as far as like the insects at bay. So right. no one insect can have a higher power. So yeah. for example, is if there's a high breed of grasshoppers or like a high amount of them, the the fungus is more likely to infect them mm-hmm. than it is to like a lower you know a spider or anything. Right. Um, so you know making that jump over but essentially what it does is it controls the brain to go back to the hive to you know to have the spread spread and it goes up to high ground and then it lock locks on and latches onto whatever it can to have that death grip and then dies and then the fungus starts to grow out and yeah. then it starts to spread, spread on the colony yeah. and then from there they yeah, move it keeps on. going yeah. dude I think it's a fucking crazy concept yeah and so he he talks about how you know it uh, slowly eats the flesh of the host and replaces it with the fungus itself mm-hmm. before, like you're saying, eventually dying and sprout, you know, sprouting and spreading. 
and that basically turns you into a zombie. Yeah. Like like a host. You have no motor function of your own. It's it's, it's totally the fungus controlling yeah, you. Spread this disease. And he even points out like LSD is derived from fungi, you know. And so it's this idea that, you know, he's like, you know, a virus makes you sick, right? But a fungus alters your mind. Yeah, it's not you. Know? you. And, and so it's like, oh, that's a spooky idea of like, what's scary is what if it controlled you, right? Yeah. You know, it's not you coughing and dying and drowning in blood or whatever, right? It it's is. It's you doing something against your will. Mm-hmm. It's you disappearing, but your body still exists. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he talked about how, as it stands right now, there's no fungus that can survive nope. above 94 degrees, I think he references. 92. Or 94. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And he's like, so, and, and there's no current need for a fungus to survive at any temperature above that, you know? And he's like, but what if the world just got a little bit warmer? And the fungus had to adapt to that heat change, that temperature change. He's like, well, then, you know, it's a different game. And the host is kind of like, <laughs> like kind of, you know, he was kind of cracking jokes. And right. And then, yeah, but then, and then he came with all the audience in. as well, as the, which they, was one of the most dy- you know, dynamic shots, I think, mm-hmm. throughout the entire thing. Because even when he, when he says, like, if the world just gets a little bit warmer, and, you know, it is. Mm-hmm. And you and I reached, like, looked over at each other like, Ooh. Oh. But, like, throughout the whole thing is, like, when he's talking, there's laughter. But then and once slowly, that hits, it slowly starts to die down, and then it shows, like... The crowd kind of looks like, oh, fuck. And it's just the, the different shots and the angles of, like, how it's kind of crooked mm-hmm. just to really put, you know, emphasize, like, the, the shock factor and the discomfort, like you're yeah. saying. And Dude, yeah. it... And, and the host is like, so if that were to happen, and... We'd the, lose? Yeah, he goes, we, we lost. Yeah. yeah. And so then it flashes forward to 2003, which I thought was an interesting... Yeah. Because the game... Uh, is the in 2013. starts in 2013. And then it flashes forward to 2033. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an interesting choice. I would think from a production standpoint, it would make it easier if you admit set the outbreak in 2023, because then you don't have to change any technology or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. But they set it in 2003. So yeah. like, you know, you're seeing like President George Bush's yeah. picture up on, up on, on the wall in the school and things mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, the technology that he's got like a Nokia phone yeah, uh, and all that. And it's interesting to see, like, okay, yeah, what an interesting mm-hmm. uh, choice to make. Uh, another really, you know, um, thing I enjoy that's different from the game. I'm not going to talk yeah. about how it's different from the game, mm-hmm. just but you know that I liked um, is with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, after you spend sc- more time with her. Yeah, and after school, she goes over to her neighbor's house. Yeah, um, just and, hanging out with the neighbor. Yeah, you know, they're you know obviously Joel's at work, yeah. right? So they're hanging out with them, making sure she's getting her homework done and everything like yeah. that. But then we start to see early signs. Yeah, with we're the there grandma. taking care of the like. She seems like a, she's she's invalid. Yeah, you know she's she's not speaking. She's mm-hmm. deaf. She's immobile. She's in a wheelchair, and they're like literally finger, you know, mat, you know, hand yeah. feeding her. And uh, yeah, they've got a nice shot of Sarah looking through the DVDs on the bookshelf, uh-huh. and Grandma's in the wheelchair, out of focus in the background, and you can see her like twitching and kind of like contorting her her neck and body and stuff which is and you're like oh god so oh god fucking scary you're like waiting on her to get up and attack sarah or mm-hmm. something you know and, and she doesn't you know but yeah that was spooky i was like oh fuck oh god yeah. also and, uh, did you peep the easter egg that they dropped in the first episode of what the dvd was mm-hmm. yeah yeah they referenced the movie from silent, uh, silent hill 2 the last was part two mm-hmm. and i was like oh, oh. yeah so then i was like oh um yeah, and I like when she so she goes and gets the watch fixed, and I like that the, uh, the like maybe the daughter of the the shop owner is like we're closing, like you got to yeah, go home, get out, go, you yeah, need to leave, you, you should go home, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, and then and by like, the time that they lock the door, that they're going already... by, and 
Yeah. And, you know, jets are flying over, yep. helicopters and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, what is going on? Yeah, what the fuck, dude? And then it does a very good job of, you know, Joel comes home uh, from work and it's his birthday and they're going to mm-hmm. watch this movie and she falls asleep on the couch and he puts her to bed. And I like that they contextualize why Joel's gone, you know, which is a slight difference from the game. Yeah. Where, because, you know, in the, in the game, Sarah wakes up and dad's gone, mm-hmm. right? And you don't know why. Yeah. Whereas in this, they're like, Tommy got, got in a fight at a bar and is in jail. He's in jail. And because it's Friday, you got you to post my bail now. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm going to be here all weekend. All weekend. And uh, so Joel's like, all right. So he goes and gets him. And that's why he's out. Mm-hmm. So when Sarah comes to, where's dad? What's we going on? We already have all the context. So we know, you know, yeah. gives it a little more hindsight. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then the dog the neighbor's dog is at yeah. the front door like bitch let me in let me you in know? let me in <laughs> and so she's like oh what are you doing and she's trying to take it home and that dog like literally fights its way out of its collar Break, and bolts yeah. it's and like i'm not going back there. in there Mm-mm. and uh she goes creeping in to see what's going on and the freaking that grandma mm-hmm. is out of her wheelchair and is eating the Infecting. the mom and well the i don't know what you want to call her you know her daughter. her daughter, I think, and then her son-in-law is sitting there with a bleeding throat, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we get a weird detail that we didn't get in the show or in the game, which is well, you know she's biting the hell out of the back of yeah, the you neck, see the fungus, the like, fungus coming out of her mouth, and it, and it like, looks like tendrils. Almost, look, almost makes me think of like if you get like a zoom up of like uh, like a cotton ball and yeah, you, like, you rip it kinda, apart, yeah, that's just kind of almost what looks it makes like hair. Me, yeah, it makes me think of that almost like that fuzzy moss. At first, I thought she had like a mouthful of her hair from where she was like biting yeah. at the back of her head. Yeah. But then I saw it all moving and kind of like receding back mm-hmm. in her mouth. And I was like, ooh. Mm. And then she just straight up starts crawling at, at Sarah. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, dude, I fucking hated that. And freaking Joel and Tommy come speeding up in the truck. Mm-hmm. Joel steps out and instead of using his pistol, he has just a pipe wrench and just blaps that yeah. old lady one time. Yeah, gives, you know? gives her the one. Not and, even two. Uh, yeah, just one. need a two tap. She's just done. And, uh, yeah, I mean, she's old, you know, yeah, <laughs> he cracks her with that pipe and she's done. And, you know, Sarah's like, what the hell? You just, killed, you just her. killed her. And he's like, I'm sorry, get in the truck, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, they do a very good job of staying as close to the game as you could. I mean, there's a little sure. tweak in, in that scene though, when they're driving from the truck, they do have that same, you are in the perspective of, of, of Sarah being the in the rotating in the car. Yes. And I, I like going on outside. I like that a lot. They did a really nice job of uh, adapting that from the gameplay yeah. into the show, keeping it still similar to like the gameplay. And, and there's like some that. beats in that, sh- in that scene that are directly from the game. Yeah. Um, you know, with like the burning farmhouse and passing mm-hmm. the family on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it does deviate where they start driving across the field. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and then when they get into the town, it kind of fakes you out. Because in, in, we will spoil a little bit of the game here. Sure. Just to talk about differences. Um, you know, in the game, they get into a car crash mm-hmm. with another vehicle. Yeah. And they fake you out with that in the show where they're about to get hit, but it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay. And a it's fucking happening. plane <laughs> crashes. And shrapnel from the, the yeah. plane wreckage is what hits their vehicle and rolls them and uh, causes Sarah to have a broken ankle, broken potentially. Ankle. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, and then Jill's got to run with her on foot, and he's separated from Tommy, and he ends up getting caught by the military, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a soldier out on the outpost, and he's like, we're not sick, we're not sick. She hurt her ankle, whatever, and, you know, the military is on his walkie, and he's like, are you sure? All right. Roger that, whatever, right? You know, and takes aim at him, and Joel kind of can read the 
situation mm-hmm. and uh, turns, you know, just in time to take shots in the back from the guy. And he gets grazed. And, uh, you know, this is pretty much identical to the game mm-hmm. uh, that Sarah gets shot in the gut and uh, Tommy comes running up and saves them from the soldier doing a finishing move on him and uh, Sarah doesn't make it. And uh, Dude, I was crying. Yeah. Yeah, like I had tears rolling down my face. I thought, I didn't think that it was as impactful as the game, the performance-wise. Okay. But it was still impactful. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, sure. I cried. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that um, something that was in this performance versus, because some of the scenes in the in this episode are directly like word for word right. from the game. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference in this where it's really made it actually more sad dialogue wise where he turns and says, Tommy, help me. Oh, that I was like, because, yeah. you know, what do you, what do you, what can you, she's you dead. What are do you do doing? Anything, yeah. yeah. And uh, that Nico Parker, she sold that. Yeah. Uh, like she doesn't have any dialogue. I mean, she, she can't speak. She's, she's in so like much pain and she's and... squealing. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she's playing a 13 year old girl who's been shot yeah. and is dying. And it's really she's just, yeah, shaking her head. No, like, you know, she doesn't know what to do. Yeah, And it's really brutal and like kind of hard to watch. And then it just does like a fade to black 20 years later, just like the game does. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Ooh, but then I want to talk about that 20 years later when straight yeah. up he, we <laughs> see this scene. Yeah. Where he's doing a job. Uh, yeah, so so it, you, you see a little and we see kid. a boy entering the, the, you the know, QZ, Boston. The zone. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, they they're went from Austin up to Boston. Um, and you know, they're just doing checks on him, everything like that. And they, you know, scan, scan him and it comes up red and Which the, means that he's, he's got the cordyceps. He's got the cordyceps and the lady talks to him. She goes, how about we get you some medicine mm-hmm. right, and get you all the toys that you want to play with and yep. get you some good food. And yeah. And the boy's like, all right. Yep. And then it just cuts to the boy dead, tied up in a truck waiting yep. to be burned. Yeah. It cuts hard to Joel doing a job and his job is burning duty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tess, well, no, it, wasn't no, it Tess, wasn't it was Tess, another it was, woman. Yeah, but she said that she couldn't. I can't, and he looks, and it's a kid, and you just see Joel, like, without hesitation, yeah, just pick, pick the kid him up and throw him into the fire. And that just, I think that does a really good job of showing, yeah, like. Yeah, because the last, the yeah. last, you know, the shot from 20 years ago was him sobbing, holding a dead kid, his kid, obviously, mm-hmm. and then this time, you know, no hesitation, just throwing a kid's body into a fire. Yeah, yeah, I think like, he did a really good job showing, like, the disconnection he's yeah, at. Yeah, whatever's happened in these 20 years, he is That's not a him. different person. It, Joel died that day with Sarah. Right. And um, uh, I thought it did a pretty decent job of kind of like you spend a lot more time in Boston in the game because mm-hmm. it's all like tutorial stuff. Yeah. Whereas this is like pretty snappy. doesn't waste time. Um, you know, because there's like whole missions in the game of like right. getting the stuff from Robert and things like that. And this is like you get to see Tess being, you know, jumped by Robert's guys. Uh, because again, you don't have to she's see got, everything from Joel's perspective. She got a big old shiner on her. Yeah. And, uh, and Joel's, I liked the fact that Joel is dealing drugs. Yeah. Because there's a reference to Sarah where, you know, he asked her where she Drug got the money. money, you know, where she got the money to buy the drugs. watch drugs. I sell hardcore drugs. And he's like, well, you're doing better than me, you know? Mm-hmm. And now here he is literally dealing drugs, dealing drugs, getting money from it. And, um, I wanted to go back and talk about Tess mm-hmm. uh, in that opening scene because just with, seeing with all Robert. that with Robert yeah. put me in a trance. Yeah. And, um, you know, just seeing that, you know, explosion happen, you know, knocking everyone out of the way. Yeah. But, I mean, she's a hardcore motherfucker, <laughs> yeah, dude, because she she's sitting here. Up. Yeah, and she's sitting there talking like, well, you got you got fucking guy socked me in the face. I want to go home and drink away this fucking yeah. until I can't yeah, feel my face like, anymore. He's like, I just, 
I just want you to forget about this. And she's like, done. All right. Yeah. It's forgotten. Yeah. And he's like, don't, don't do that. Like he's not buying mm-hmm. it. You know, he's afraid of what she's, but I like the implication is he's not afraid of Tess. He's, he's afraid, afraid of, of Joel, Joel and that she's going to turn Joel on. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, don't even worry about him. I won't even, yeah. you know, I'll make up a lie. And he's like, but my guys jumped you and beat you up. And she's like, hey, you're fucking guys. Punish him how you see fit. Like, you know, cut off fingers or something, whatever you yeah. do, you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, I don't know, man, you know. And she's like, I promise you, like, Joel is not going to come hurt you, you mm-hmm. know. And then when she goes home to Joel, she sees it, she's she like, t- no, she tells him, like, I told Robert, like, he's, he's afraid of you. I told him that you weren't going to hurt him. I would very much like for you to hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that the implication there is that, like, He's kind of her dog. Yeah. As far as like that was that was that wasn't her talking at him. That was her basically giving him an order. Yeah. Of like, yeah, so you're gonna go hurt Robert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, the muscle. Yeah. I mean, cause which is a, a, a big thing about Joel's character. He's, yeah. he, he's a brawler. Right. Well, yeah. And so I think and I want to talk about that at the very end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has like this uh I don't I think I'm using the word correctly, like a proclivity for violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, you know, when he sees that Tess has that bruise, he's ready to go yeah, kill somebody. You know, she has to talk to him like a kid, calm him down, take a breath, it's okay, calm down, you know, and, and soothe him. But then in the same breath go, I told Robert I didn't want, you know, you weren't going to hurt him. I would very much like for you to hurt him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and she, I mean, she does. She kind of talks down to him. Yeah. And I did like that they were a bit more blatant in showing that they're a romantic couple. Yeah. We're like... And like, you know, Joel, he's a big, strong man. He's comfortable in his sexuality and in his, his confidence. He's the little spoon, you know? Oh, yeah. She comes to bed and mm-hmm. big spoons. Him. He rolls over. Yeah. And I thought that was nice because the game kind of implies it, but mm-hmm. not that blatantly. Yeah. Um, and I do think some of that's just because you got to keep moving. And listen, there's nothing wrong with being a little spoon. No. Uh-uh. Nothing wrong with it at all. But, um, yeah, and so they go and find Robert and he's already dead. You know, whereas in the game, there's a lot more like yeah. they kill him. And the whole reason why if Tess got jumped is because she bought a battery from yeah. him and then he sold it and she came to go see him to be like, where's my fucking my battery? And then she got jumped. Yeah. But the thing is, is Robert tried to sell the battery to somebody to else flies. and it was a bad it battery. It was a busted battery and they just shot him dead. And he tried to sell it twice. <laughs> and I like that um, they give a justification for for the battery where that wasn't in the game where Joel's trying to buy this battery. Because he's trying to go find Tommy. Yeah. And so he already has a mission driving mm-hmm. him out of Boston. And then he crosses paths with Ellie mm-hmm. in that scene when they go to find Robert. Oh, which, by the way, the whole time, uh, Ellie is chained up in the Firefly headquarters. Yes. Um, and they're kind of like running tests, air quote, as yeah. best as they can. Make her count to ten, say her name, stick her hand out, yeah, you know, anything. That... Checking her, basically her mental faculties. See if there's any symptoms. There's none. And, you know, you don't know what they're getting at, but the the reveal is that she's infected. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Marlene, it's kind of a hard ass. Like, we get yeah. to see more Marlene, yeah. who's the leader of the Fireflies in Boston, which the Fireflies are basically a, uh, a, resistance. a resistance against the, the military the government. And, uh, like, at one point, they're like, I didn't. She comes in. Did you get those guys sent to the Eastern Wall or whatever? She's like, no. You know, her, her her lieutenant or whatever is like, mm-hmm. no, I didn't. And she's basically like, you know, why are we moving these people, Marlene? And she goes, I'm going to give you a simple answer. Follow orders. Yeah. You know? And then she tells the two people that are standing there, go get to the Eastern Wall. And, and they, they do. Like, they, without hesitation. Like, yes, ma'am. You know? Like, yeah, basically, don't question me. Just yeah. do what I say. And then she does explain. She gives an, it's a good explanation. Yeah. 
we're attacking, you know, we're not just attacking all over the city. We're attacking everywhere but here because we were here, mm-hmm. right? And we want them looking everywhere but here. And it's like, yeah, there's method in my madness. Don't fucking question me. Right. Right. And you're like, yeah, she's a hard, like, leader. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that same lieutenant questions Marlene's. <laughs> <laughs> like they've been in this firefight with Robert. They run in with uh, Joel. Joel and uh, Marlene's been shot, and she was originally they're going to take Ellie out of the city tonight. They don't have a battery, and Marlene's wounded, so they're not going to be able to move her tonight. Joel, will you take her? Yeah. Right, and they're kind of yeah. It's the no, I don't want to do this. Whatever, we don't we don't move children or whatever. And yeah, don't, I don't remember what her lieutenant's name we is. We don't smuggle people. Yeah, and I don't remember what her lieutenant's name is. But she's basically like, I can do it, and she goes, You don't have a fucking ear on your head. <laughs> they will do it. And it looks at her, and like she's had her ear shot off. Yeah, and the poor woman's face is kind of like just so defeated. Like, like damn, man, oh. <laughs> we were like, we Let laughed. Yeah, we laughed. We were like, fuck. Yeah, she was. Like, you don't got a fucking ear on your head. Mm-mm. Are you gonna do it? And you're like, boo. Yikes. But uh, yeah, and so Joel and Tess are trying to figure out how to get her out of the city. Mm-hmm. So they go to this apartment that they've got right near the wall. Yep, and it's straight from the game. Where Joel lays down on the couch and she's mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? And he's like, killing time. Killing time. She's like, well, what am I supposed to do? And he goes, I'm sure, I'm sure you will figure that out. out. And she tells him, your watch is broken. And that's kind of a sad reminder. It's like, it's the watch that his daughter had fixed for him on the day she died. Yep. And now it's broken again. And uh, there's a nice little detail of that they've been using the radio uh, yeah. as codes with yeah. Bill and Frank. Mm-hmm. Where if it's a song from the... The 80s, it was bad news. 70s... 70s was new stuff. Yeah. And 60s was basically no news. Yeah. If there's 60s music, it's like a whatever. If there's 70s music, it's, hey, we've got new stuff for, for sale. Mm-hmm. And then 80s music just has a red X, and she's trying to figure out what that means. So when he takes his nap and wakes up, she goes, hey, a song came on, and she's referencing Wake Me Up Before You Go from uh-huh. Wham. And he's like, gets all, what? And she's like, okay, I was fucking with you, but that means 80s is bad. Yeah. He's like, oh, you little bitch. You know? <laughs> You're finding out. And and I do like that you see Ellie kind of not coming right out and being afraid, but asking questions about the outside that show that she's kind of yeah. afraid, you know? Yeah. Where she's like, have you ever been out there? And he's like, yeah. She's like, often? And he's like, yeah. She's like, when's the last time? He goes, I don't know, maybe a year ago. And he kind of sees that she's worried, and he mm-hmm. kind of sits forward and tries to talk to her, which is like... He's still a dad. Yeah. You know, doesn't it's, doesn't matter how hard he is. It's instinct, you know. His blood. Yeah. She's, this little girl's concerned. Mm-hmm. And he's going to sit forward and try and comfort her as cold as he is, right? Mm-hmm. And so they get outside the wall with Tess and uh, freaking, so yeah, they get outside the wall and it's, you know, they're moving under the cover of darkness and they're kind of dodging the spotlights mm-hmm. and stuff. And basically Tess tells, you know. Ellie, like, you stay right on me, and we'll just keep moving. And she's like, yeah, 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 you know. And uh, they're moving, 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 and they end up coming through a, a gap, and the guard that Joel was selling drugs to mm-hmm. earlier is standing there taking a piss, and he's like, hey, you know, and makes them all get on their knees. They're going, we're going to do this by the book, you know, and uh, we're going to scan you all, right? And so they start doing the infection checks and gets to Ellie, and Comes as he scans her, he she turns and stabs him in the leg, and, you know, the guy's getting ready to shoot her, and Joel kind of steps up and, gets in the way and you know they're trying to talk the guy down and he starts he has like an actual PTSD flashback yeah. where he he's back there the night that Sarah got killed gun in the face and all that and mm-hmm. and Peter Pascal does a really good job of like <clears throat> you see on his face where like he's sad and scared for a minute and then just, just angry. is seeing red he yeah. goes into pure rage mm-hmm. and tackles the guy to the ground and then and just beats, beats him, him to death with his fist 
And uh, I thought a neat detail was that uh, Ellie isn't afraid of him. You know, no, like that, she was shocked. Well, I she looked like she was intrigued. Like she was kind of leaning forward, like trying to get a look. Mm. Which is, you know, if you know Ellie, that makes sense because there's kind of an interesting bond between the two of them where mm-hmm. they both have a pretty deep character flaw in it is that, you know, they're violent people. And they don't know how to handle their emotions. Not the best you know? at it. <laughs> not, nope. not their not their strong suit. Not their forte. Uh, and that's when they realize that the uh, you know after he's beat that guy to death and he's kind of like sorry you know yeah. <laughs> don't know what came over me. Almost lost my cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah right. And Ellie or Tess picks up the scanner and sees that it's red and that she's infected. And they're starting and, to freak the fuck yeah. out. And Ellie's like no 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 and shows the bite wound on her arm and is like that's three weeks old and like no one's made it past a day. Yeah, and she's like, I'm I'm fine. And so that, you know, basically that's the deal. And then the guards are kind of starting to move in on, so they have to just trust her and move. And they go under the fence out into the, you know. The open. The open. Now you're out in the... Out in the real Out world. in the wasteland, right? And uh, somebody pointed out on TikTok, there's actually a clicker on a on a building roof. Oh. Uh, in, in, like, the, the distance. Hmm. As the you know, as the lightning is flashing and you can see the two buildings leaning on each other, yeah. in the side there's a building with a clicker on the roof just <laughs> squealing into the into the sky, and it's like oh, and that's how the episode ends. And I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good. That's a good first stopping episode. point yeah. for you know, it's like all right, he's met Ellie and you know they're moving. That's it, the it almost. I think I hate to compare it to the game. It almost feels like that's a good end of the cutscene. Yeah. And and so so like as as a person who has played the video game yeah that feels like a good natural stop transition point, point. right um, and I do know that you know so we talked about that originally it was going to be ten episodes and it got condensed down into nine, nine. apparently that scene is why or, or that section is why is because originally it was going to basically end at the twenty years later the first oh, episode really? would it would you know jump forward to the twenty years later and you'd see that stuff with Joel burning the body and that would kind of that's the end of the episode is like. Oh man, you know, something's happened. You know, these 20 years have been rough on him, right? Mm-hmm. But the whole point of the show is going to be him and Ellie. Yeah. So you kind it's, of need him to meet Ellie yeah. in that first I episode. I think they played it. I think they did yeah. it right. And um yeah, that was a good call to 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 keep it moving, but that's all I had about it. What do you, what do, you, do you have anything you want to fill in or No, I mean, I mean we were pretty thorough. Yeah, we both were shooting back and forth about it. Um yeah. No, I was a big fan of it. I'm excited to see what they're doing in the future as well as like uh, some of the practical effects that they plan on doing Yeah, uh, as far as like... Um, yeah, because I think we're going to see Infected next week. Yeah, as, you know, uh, as well as uh, seeing that uh, Infected on the wall spread out yeah, and like yeah, yeah. The, the fungus on it yeah. was a very interesting, very uh, beautiful yeah, in, yeah, in, in a weird, weird way yeah. of, yeah, that's just nature, just nature. Yeah, you know? Yeah, it um, wasn't some violent thing that happened. It's just mm-hmm. it's just nature. It's it is. It's weird. It's almost like it's gory, in the sense of like that's something that almost you'd think of like if someone were to get horror. shot, right? And you'd think like the blood would splatter on the wall. That's mm-hmm. what it would look like. Yeah, as if it just turned into fungus. Yeah, and it, I just I thought it was very cool and interesting to look at. Yeah, um, they did release a little trailer mm-hmm. uh, called like the weeks ahead. And it was like a minute and 20 seconds. It was just a brief little trailer. But if you've played the game, there's some good little snippets in there that make you go, oh, shit, I can't wait to see that. Oh, fuck. Like, I'll just say one word to you. Hospital. Uh, I'm like, oh, fuck. I can't wait for that part. Yeah. But uh, 
Chris, what you been thinking about? I think what you meant to say is welcome back to Chris's cryptid corner. <laughs> What's your fucking <laughs> corner was called? No, I was gonna say Chris's constipated colon, but um, I'm your host, Chris, and this week we'll be talking about the beast of the land between the lakes. Oh, all right. So the beast of the land between the lakes is in the state of Kentucky. Good old Kentucky. Good old Kentucky. It is said to resemble a gigantic half-man, half-wolf that walks on two legs, has five, as a five-fingered humanoid, um, ending in vision, has a five-fingered human hand ending in vicious claws. The creature is said to stand over seven feet tall with massive crushing jaws and glowing red eyes. Is this boy related to the Beast of Bray Road? No. No. No, it's not. So. Good try. Yeah. <laughs> Points for effort, yeah. So here I'll be reading just uh, more of like a sighting story yeah. that I found that I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so there have been re- several reports of encounters with the creature in modern times, and one of the most frightening uh, story is the group of Murray State University students who went camping in a... Uh, in the land between the lakes in 1973. A group of young men were enjoying uh, the woods on a warm spring weekend, sitting around the fire they built with their Volkswagen microbus and generally just having a fine time. As the evening began drawing in, one of the students went off to the woods, as nature calls. Yeah. Uh, when he returned to the campsite, he had told his friends that he had felt like something was watching him, and he heard something shuffling in the woods. His friend said that he had just heard a wild hog or some other animal and blew it off. Yeah. The student said he had never heard anything like that before, and he grew increasingly nervous as darkness gathered. As the night grew dark, the group started to hear more shuffling of the sound of something large moving in the fallen leaves. It seems to be circling the campsite, hunting, moving incredibly swift. The boys began to become anxious. They shined their flashlights into the woods in the direction of the footsteps, but saw nothing. Then the howling began. It was wild, an insane howling like a wolf, only much louder. An unnatural, blood-curdling quality that made the howling sound almost like mocking laughter. It seemed to have come from everywhere around them. Uh, The first first one side of the circle of the light around the fire, and then from another. Soon the terrified campfires began to catch glimpses of the... uh, glimpses of the pair of the glowing red eyes as they ran past in the dark. The terrified boys retreated to their Volkswagen bus and wisely decided not to stick around to get a better (laughs) view. Uh, Tearing down the road, uh, they soon saw that they were being pursued, that a massive shadowy figure was racing behind them, barely visible in the bus's taillights. As the bus slowed down the corner, they felt a massive jolt and then seemed and then it seemed as if something was holding the Volkswagen back. Given everything they got and putting the, metal, the pedal all the way to the floor, they finally broke free and tore out of the forests and didn't stop until they were back at campus. On campus, they found deep gashes like claw marks torn into the side of the car uh, of the engine compartment cover at the back of the bus. Jesus. So something was tearing that thing up. Yeah, trying to keep them back. Mm-hmm. I think that's spooky. Yeah. There are some things, like, I'm not going to lie, like, taking a piss in the woods, like, at night and hearing shuffle, like, that is when you are most vulnerable. And that's for anybody. Yeah. Right? Like, you're taking a shit. Like, you're not ready to fight somebody. No, huh? 
especially in the woods. If I'm on like the latrine, like here in the house or something, someone yeah. comes in, I might have an angle on them. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, like in the I'm woods. In the woods. Nah, back I'm against out. a tree, just nah, uh, praying. You uh, know. Yeah. You know, I'm more worried about the fucking spiders making sure they don't crawl, you know, crawl yeah. off the tree onto making my. Making sure I use the right type crack. of leaf. You know. <laughs> yeah. Don't want poison oak on the boo hole. Nah. You know. Uh. Uh-uh. But. So stuff like that always gives me the willies, yeah. just like spooky things in the, in the in the woods. I used to go ghost hunting a lot in high school. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll definitely talk about some of those stories in the future too because I got yeah. some good ones. But uh, I don't know. What what, do you, what have you been thinking about? <laughs> so first off, uh, in topic or in line with our topic, um, HBO is putting out a companion podcast to go with the last of us Mm -hmm. uh week to week it'll just be like here's our thoughts on this episode Mm -hmm. uh and it's actually being hosted by troy baker who was the voice of joel in the video game Mm -hmm. and is uh gonna be it seems like each week will be the same trio it'll be troy baker uh neil Druckmann, who is the creator of the video game and is also a writer director and co-head of the show Mm -hmm. and then craig mazin who's another co-head of the show if troy uh, baker doesn't do the joel voice for the entirety of the podcast i'm not gonna listen uh, he's not he's just being troy baker no. but uh, goes my listen. but it's interesting because it's it's a lot of like inside baseball and like behind yeah. the scenes stuff where yeah. they're talking about how they got the show made and why they made the decisions they did and things like that and where it differs from the game and, and why that was different mm-hmm. and they did talk about how kind of like i mentioned here um you know the 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 mere fact of us not being stuck to the perspective of Joel right. does offer up some different, you know, different character Absolutely. moments yeah. where we can see what's going on with Marlene right now. And I feel like that's a really good opportunity to I take, especially with the, I mean, not to be like the lore of the characters, right, but yeah. the lore of the characters, especially yeah. in a world like that. <laughs> not, not to be like the lore of the characters, but the, but lore, the, of the lore of the characters. Um, <laughs> just because, you know they're all really well-developed characters in the right. games and we only see snippets of them. Right. So like, you yeah, know, like giving it, the opportunity <clears throat> to see more of them, that makes me excited that it's going to be different because yeah. it's going to be, you know, okay, we've seen these characters. We know it's them regardless, Yeah. you know, even off script. So, you know, why not see more? Yeah. And I'm just excited to see what comes out of the stuff that, you know, they're using in the show that, was at one point going to be in the game and they ended up not using it in the game, but yeah, now they have yeah. opportunities to use it in the show. We're so apparently, apparently we're going to see a different type of infected. Yeah. That was originally going to be in the, sh- in the game and then wasn't. And so it's going to be a, a show exclusive, mm-hmm. right? Which is pretty exciting. Banging. Banging. Bang. Gas. Gas. But then back I, to the pass. Gas. But then also, we've been playing a little little sneaky cheek on some Valheim. <laughs> building us a little homestead. I you doing? Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah, over there over there building a building a little little castle. You know? Dude, I am. Or a little fortress. I got, you know? Yeah, let me just break this down for you. So I am cl- like obviously a, the the builder, and you are right, the yeah. hunter. You, yeah, you're you're the, the homemaker, you are the literally. gatherer. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm the hunter gatherer. You're the <laughs> homemaker the trophy wife mm-hmm. um and, <laughs> and uh but uh i'm the builder and you know i've been building uh what all the two houses we have and then we have a barn yeah and then we have a perimeter fence going around and i just expanded so we can build another farm like a farm like for a, plotting fields because yeah, like this one we have a uh, boar boar that we're that we're uh, uh, farming and you know, breeding breeding yeah taming um but so I don't know, like I got a lot of plans and 
I, I think my first, the first build I had was mm-hmm. good. Yeah. The addition I had to it was okay. Yeah. I don't think it was the best. But then the second building I made. Yeah, you made like a longhouse. Dude, that looks just, like you look at that and I think that's either that's one Norse. from the game or two like Norse just because yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's almost like that tent style. Yeah. Uh, reach the roof just touching all the way to the ground and then having the dragon on the end there. What else have you been thinking about? That's it. Hmm. What you been thinking about? Um, Valheim. Yeah, I've been thinking about Valheim. Obviously, playing that's been a lot of fun. Um, some I think we talked about it, uh, last week. I've I've been talking about it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, GTA Six leaks come out. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love looking at them. Yeah, I've been really big into that. Uh, I did want to say more of news, but also is incorporating to what I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I believe, I sent a tweet about it, and you can always check that out on our Twitter. Our Twitter handle is Whelmed underscore Simply. Uh, but let me see here the exact. The day before came out, and they tweeted uh, that they are going to be showing raw gameplay footage later th- this month. January. Of January. And the, everyone's kind of <laughs> about it. Yeah. You know, um, but then as well as Hogwarts Legacy has been coming out. I'm very, I've been getting excited more about the new yeah. video games coming out. That's what I've been thinking about lately. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got the Dead Space remake coming out at the end of this year. Right yeah. end of this month, I mean, January 27th. But I just, I want to get, I wish there was like a thing I could get where I could just play all the games. Like every game that comes out, I can just play. It's called money. Something else. <laughs> I mean, you could pirate them. I think. <laughs> keep talking. That's about illegal. That. <laughs> and so, obviously, we wouldn't. For do that. legal reasons, this is a joke. Joke. Yeah. Well, no, that's really all I've been thinking about. Yeah. The only other thing I'll mention that I've been thinking about is uh, I am now the official co host of. I heard. Congratulations. Thank you. Of a couple of creeps yeah. that is hosted by Morgan, my wife. I'm, my wife. I'm going to just have to start a single standalone podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <then. laughs> And just it's just me singing the blues. You, you call it a single creep. <laughs> a single creep. That, singing the blues. Yeah. But uh yeah, and you don't even talk about creepy stuff. No. You're I, just a single creep. I just sing the blues <laughs> with my harmonica. You sing love songs. Uh that's creepy. But no, I'm uh, all Greg. I'm all Greg. <laughs> well, uh, a couple weeks ago we talked about um on, on a couple of creeps, we talked about uh the the real town in Pennsylvania that inspired Silent Hill. Yeah. Last week we talked about uh like the allegedly the world's most haunted forest mm-hmm. in in Romania. Whoa. And then this coming week we'll be talking about uh some some fungus stuff to go along with the last of us. Ooh. So tune into that every yeah. Sunday at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. A couple of creeps. A couple of creeps. So, again, we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support. If you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a great review. Tell your friends about us. Uh, obviously, word of mouth is a big help. Share us on social media. Uh, leave us, like, five-star reviews on, on Apple Podcasts. I'd right? love to see them. Yeah, bring them in. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, obviously, you know, you got to like, follow, subscribe, whatever the, the verbiage is on your podcast, you know, platform of choice. Yeah. Uh, just make sure that you... You're following us that whenever we post our episodes on Wednesdays at 8, you get notifica- notifications about it. 
Chris, if people want to get in touch with us, give us some feedback or ask us questions, how do they do that? Yeah, of course. You can always take a look at us on our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, which is going to be Simply Whelmed Podcast. You can always take a look at our Twitter handle, which is going to be Whelmed underscore Simply. Or if you wanted to send us an email, death threats, tell us a story about how you shit your pants, yep. you can always reach out to us at simplywhelmedmailbag at gmail.com. Dude, I'm too fucking good at it. You like, were all right at it, I'll nah, tell you. Like you, you like, tried it, and you fumbled hard. Like, hard. I didn't fumble hard. Mm-hmm. I th- mm. You stumbled. You got me tripped in. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm stumbling. Oh. Next week, we're going to be talking about some of the movies that we didn't get to talk about last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're thinking... Bullet Train. Bullet Train, The, the menu, menu, and maybe All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, I'm going to try to see that one. I am I am going to go try to see Babylon at some okay. point. Yeah. Um, or just some other movies. Maybe I'll go see uh, Pussy in Boots. Or Pussy... <laughs> Puss in Boots, excuse Puss in me. Booties, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's something like that. Um, <laughs> what is it? Pirate Booty? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but no. So we're going to be talking about some movies that we're going to try and catch up on. And then the following week, I think we're going to uh, do a little book club. Yeah. Uh, and each read like an indie comic or mm-hmm. you know, something outside of the yeah. the Marvel DC. Is there a certain comic that you were thinking of? I think I brought it up on here before, but I think I would like to talk about Sex Criminals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd love to learn more about it, especially when you're talking about it the last time. It was really, yeah. you know, it seems really funny and interesting. Yeah, it's, like, it's a comedy, but it's also kind is of like a, a crime. What, uh, is, what do you mean? Is it like explicit? Yeah, yeah. You see, like dick. <laughs> yeah, I don't. There's no. You don't see penetration or nothing. But like, uh, you know, get it away from me. You see, you see, <laughs> you see flaccid penis and you see breasts. There's no penetration, and, um, uh, and they're just they're vulgar. You know, they're swearing and and all that, but. There's no penetration. What am I reading? There's an excellent, uh, just a little little teaser. There's an excellent joke in there where he, the the male of the couple, hates his job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the premise is that whenever they have an orgasm, time stops. And so he will go to go to the bathroom at work and just work have, one out. Yeah, he'll have an orgasm, right? Pause time and go take a shit in his boss's office plant. <laughs> And then just goes back about his stuff, you know, so that like the boss is like, I swear to God, whoever is shitting in my plant, you know, like he's putting signs up and stuff and, <laughs> and they're never going to catch him, you know, yeah, they'll never know. But yeah, so it's got a, it's got a nice tone of like being comedic, but also having some like crime thriller to yeah. it, you know, where they're like doing bank heists and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good read. Yeah. I was thinking about maybe doing like, um. Hellboy, mm-hmm. or I know I talked about like Berserker, yeah, uh, with uh, Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves, yeah. So I'm kind of in the toss up between them, but also I was recommended uh, to do some of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics, yeah, because they are very gory. I want to read the last, oh, what's it called? The last Ronin, mm-hmm. the last Ronin, yeah, where it's like the far future and yeah. three of the Ninja Turtles are dead and there's only mm-hmm. one left and, and you don't, don't know, know which one who. it is. And there's a theory about it that yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, Mikey. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'd be excited to see. I'd That'd like be to really read that. Cool. I've heard it's really good. I, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Because I can always just pick up on Hellboy through like what? They are, and, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are unofficially connected to Daredevil. Really? Yeah. How so? So the, the accident that causes the chemicals to splash in Matt Murdock's eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Sends chemicals down into the sewers and, oh. and creates the turtles. Yeah. And, I mean, you figure 
who what what are the ninjas that Daredevil fights? They're the hand, right? Mm-hmm. They fight the Foot Clan. Yeah, you know. Yep. <laughs> and and yeah, and so it's yeah, they're they're unofficially because they're not owned by Marvel, but right. like the the original comic is like very vaguely. Oh yeah, that's definitely an accident, and here's a kid and all that, and and that causes the Ninja Turtles, and so yeah, they're unofficially that's also. I, uh, I didn't know that. Also a victim of that that car that accident, but oh. that's in the show, Chris. Bye bye. Bye. Dose. <laughs> dose, dose. I want us to put in our description, like the first thing, we got our money up, not, not our, our funny, funny up. up. <laughs>